Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, David has his voice back. I'm back. Which is very- About 90%. About 90%, yeah, but hey, 90's better than nothing. 90's better than 80. Yeah. And better than the 40 I was the other day. Yeah, you're right. So, this week, Wednesday Night Wars. Yes. We're going to preface this right now. Oh, man. We're going to say right out of the gate, because we both agree on this, NXT blew AEW out of the water. It, it was a good AEW, but man, the way NXT was, and this things we're going to talk about, yeah. this NXT episode, that something we kind of have prefaced a couple We've of times in the before. past, and it's, and it's really nice to see this, this different showcasing that we just witnessed this week on NXT. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying your boy here picked two of the people who are going to contend for, you know, the North American Championship. But, yeah, but, but he did. Know, again... It's the right move because you need bigs versus bigs. Exactly. You don't need a small guy going back after this belt. What we got this week between Priest and between Dijakovic, Dijakovic. oh man, was so even the, even the banter in the ring. Yeah, I, I can't wait till we get to that because I know there's a lot of stuff we have to get to, and it all starts with the Prince. Yes, the Prince Finn Balor finds his way to the ring, um, all blacked out and everything with the guns. This character <sighs> is the best thing the Fiend has had. Oh, Not the fiend, the the, the it, prince. It doesn't matter. It's the best thing that Finn Balor has had since he left New after Japan. losing. Uh, yeah, I would say. I mean, I liked. I trust me. I liked Finn Balor in the WWE. I liked the way he entered when he came in with Hideo Itami. Yeah, I enjoyed. And that was in, I believe, the original Dusty Rhodes Classic. I I don't remember. Or, it no, might no, have been no, before he, that. No, he. Came, uh, it was. Bef- I believe it was just before that because it was after. Yeah. Um, it because they they battled with the Ascension. That's that right. Was when he came in. Yeah, that's so, right. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed him being the number two pick for Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And being the first Universal Champion, and I enjoyed a lot of his Demon stuff. But then it just kind of got played like it just got boring. Yeah, he got boring whenever they kept just shoving Man Balor down our throats. Yeah, and him being this. You know, dope, dopey face. Yeah, this this is heel who, character. This oh. is this is OG Bullet Club Balor. Yes, yes, just out there. Yeah, hunt, taking names. Yeah, all he's doing. Which he took Trent Seven's name this yeah. week. Yes, he did. And it and this is all spilling over from the NXT Worlds Collide, yep. where the backstage incident happened. And then I guess I wasn't aware of this. I guess he had attacked Seven. Backstage. No, he attacked bait. No. No, he attacked seven? Afterwards. Oh, okay. And put his head in like a car door or something like that. Oh, wow. And like there was this whole big thing, I guess, that had happened afterwards. After oh, yeah. Worlds it says, Collide. in the wake of Finn Balor's vicious parking lot attack on Trent Seven one day earlier. Yes. So, this is so good because, again, we had talked about Seven being that face to counter Ono's heel that people can get good rubs off of. Yeah. Dude. Balor didn't even give Seven a chance to get in the ring. Mm-mm. As he was rolling under the ropes, he just drop kicked him right away. Yeah. Seven may have gotten a little bit of offense but in this, this match. But this was highly, highly Balor. This was all Balor attacking. And him basically looking yeah. down the barrel of the camera and saying, I'm coming for you, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. It's it. And and it ended exactly how all of his matches do. Sling Blade, Coup de Gras, 1916. Yep. End of match. That's it. And that that combination, you forgot the, the uh, drop kick into the corner. Yeah, drop those, kick. Those four moves, that combination is, is a finisher. Yeah. The second somebody kicks out of that, 
it's going to pop the crowd. Oh, yeah. They're building it as such a strong way to end a match. You know who's going to be the first one to kick Gargano. out of that? Gargano. Gargano yeah. will kick out of it. He yeah. will because Gargano's that lovable underdog. Yeah. That's why. He and may- it's going to take... It's going to take some cheap move like a 1916 on exposed concrete to end the match. To end that match. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. I can't, I cannot wait. Now, this next match, which we've talked about in the past, the the different tiers of the women's division yes. in NXT. You have your main people. You have Rhea Ripley, you have um Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. Yes. Shayna Baszler kind of cuz she's like we don't know where she's going to go. Yeah. She'll probably go back for Rhea one more time and then go up to Maine. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. I mean, she was having that thing. Uh, who was it that was um, who eliminated her from the Women's Battle Royal? I think it was one of the women in this match, wasn't it? It was... Uh, was it Shotzi Blackheart? It was, yes, it was. So she's got that thing going. Is she going to give the rub to Shotzi maybe? I, I don't know. We'll see. But again, we were talking different tiers. Yeah, this episode, specifically because the main, the main A tier... Did a lot over the weekend, both at uh, TakeOver and at the Rumble. Yes. This episode had three women's matches, all from that B tier. Yeah. And all of the matches were solid, solid matches. They were. One of them was a little bit clunky and a little bit predictable, but it was still a solid match. And even in that match, one of the A tier characters got herself involved. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you were... And that's not fair to... Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Yeah, because they're like, they're, they're B plus. On the, they're they're on B the plus, cusp. A minus. They could be the people that could get called up at the same time as all those other women. Yeah. But just the fact that you're showcasing this division's yeah. second level and their second level is still better than everybody else's first level. Yeah. Minus Raw and minus SmackDown's top two. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. When you say SmackDown's top two, do you mean top three? Because you have Bailey Banks and Lacey. Uh, Lacey Falls. Lacey Falls? Yeah, she falls. I think she was putting that picture to give Bailey more of a heel rub. Okay, so you I, put I, Bailey Banks as the top Exactly. Two. I wanted Evans to win the title because then she would have stood in that top yeah. two. But, but it, her losing at Rumble yeah, kind of dropped her back down. Drops to, her back down because she was essentially that really super babyface rub yeah. that a super heel like Bailey, Bailey yeah. needed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, And then, obviously, if we're going to talk about Raw, there's essentially three. You have There's Becky, Becky, Oscar, and Charlotte. Charlotte, and then everybody else kind of falls. Yeah, but then when you look at everybody else's B tiers, these B tiers are way better. oh hundred percent yeah way better. And that's nothing against those women. Natalia's a world champion. Naomi's a world champion. Carmella's a world champion. It's Kyrie just, Sane's a phenomenal talent. Correct. It's just that like they're showcasing these women correctly. They're not using those yes. other women. That's yeah. the problem. Even yeah. someone like Sarah Logan. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Logan could definitely use going into this into this division right now. Yeah, bring her back down into NXT, have her sit in that B tier yep. area, and then she'd skyrocket. She would. She would. She'd get such a pop. She from could the- possibly be an NXT Women's Champion in a year and a half, two years, possibly. If you put her down back down right now, one year, one and a half years, exactly, she could be Women's Champion. But let's let's talk about not just this match, but this entrance. The entrance. Okay, Shotzi Blackheart. So, Deanna Praza comes out first, the Virtuoso, and then Shotzi Blackheart comes out next, in a freaking tank. A la Rusev. Yeah, but it wasn't like a full-on tank. No, it was like a, no, it was like a Playmobil, not a Playmobil, a, uh, uh, pretty much a Playmobil, power, power a Power Wheels tank. Yeah, Playmobil, the small ones like Legos. Yeah, and 
it was a Power Wheels tank and it had like a skull on it and it was like all souped out and everything and she was just driving that thing. And the best part is when she won that match, she drove it out. I know. She didn't just leave it, she drove it out. It was awesome. And was waving to the crowd. Here's a question for you. What is the greatest NXT entrance of all time or at least your favorite? Okay, so my favorite is if my memory serves me correctly, they did an NXT in New Orleans, correct? Yes. Take over New Orleans, take yeah. over New Orleans. Finn Balor's entrance at that. What was that one? That is the one where he came out with the top hat. That was NXT UK. Oh, no. That was yeah, that was TakeOver in UK. Yeah, because it was a Jack the Ripper. It was Jack the Ripper? It was UK? Yeah, it okay. was in the UK. So, NXT TakeOver London. That's that's my favorite entrance. You know what my favorite is? What's that? NXT TakeOver London, Finn Balor. That was the one I thought of. Wow. Yeah. That, that look with the trench coat yes. and the hat, and he was the demon. Yes. And the belt was out there, and he crawled out and, and grabbed, grabbed the belt. The belt. Like, I, and they had the, the video package yes. of the Streets of London. Yes. Because it, was, it okay. was in London, because it was the Streets of London, and it was Jack the Ripper. All right, so I thought it was New Orleans. That's my fault. But I love that entrance. Yeah. I love I love that entrance. First of all, low side note, anybody out there who doesn't know me, I'm a big serial killer aficionado. Oh, me too. I, I, I've read multiple books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them out right now. Not call them out, but shout them out. There's a podcast on Spotify called uh, It's Parcast Network. It's Serial Killers. Okay, I've been listening to that show like crazy. I just finished the episodes on Bobby uh, Bobby Joe Long. Okay. Oh my God, they do so such good work. Yeah, I, and that yeah. intro was just ridiculous. You know what a close I, I, second to me is? Go ahead. Drew McIntyre's entrance at Takeover Brooklyn with, with the with the, the, the bagpipes and the drummers. So for me, it's. Alice the Black when he came up with the band playing his song live. That was a good one. I really that was a I, really I, I good like one. live bands at, yeah. at takeovers. Even um wasn't it? Oh well, how Nakam- are we how are we forgetting Shinsuke Nakamura. And, and the uh the violinist? Yes. Yeah. I mean there's that, some good ones, but definitely Finn's. Yeah. We're talking about A tier, B tier. Yeah. A plus That's tier. A plus tier right there. Yes. Yeah. Um Shotzi's are pretty close. It's the best one on Takeover TV so far. Or NXT TV. NXT TV, yeah. sorry, yes. Yeah. Because I don't, th- I think that Takeover London was like an actual takeover. Because I know they used to have like takeovers on Wednesday nights. Yes, like back back at like our evolution and mm-hmm. such like that. Yeah. But quick match, Shotzi goes over. Goes over Diana. I love Diana Perazzo. I've seen her live a few times. She actually main evented a women's wrestling revolution show I went to in Worcester. Okay, where she main evented. And beat Awesome Kong. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it was a really good match. Awesome. And then Kong gave her this, I'm assuming it was a shoot promo, of like, this woman, it will be something someday. Nice. Which I think she will. I think she's going to have another six to nine months in this B tier, and she could find herself in that first A tier. Yeah, but we said that about Mercedes Martinez, and she was in the Women's Royal Rumble three days after signing. True. So we don't know what they're going to do with this yeah. B tier yet because WrestleMania season's coming. And yeah. You know things are going to change at WrestleMania season. Oh, yeah. The next part is probably my second favorite thing that happened the entire night yeah. on NXT. Yeah. Keith Lee comes out and he gets his, his welcome. Yes. His you deserve it welcome and everything. And I love my favorite part is while everyone's singing uh, Bask in Your Glory, he's doing that little thing with his finger where he's conducting everybody. Yes. I- he. he- he awesome. is a gem. Yeah, he is. He is a diamond in the rough. Yeah, except for the fact that McMahon now has harnessed that diamond, and he's going to take care of that diamond. He's gonna he's gonna cut it the way he wants. Yeah, to just make it shine because all on his own, Keith Lee's gonna shine. Yeah, you just need something to just 
polish him up and make sure he's got titles on him because that's yeah. what he needs. He needs yeah. titles because he looks so awesome. That belt looks so small. On yeah, him. it does. It looks it, so small. It looks small. really small. It looks like a kid's belt, like the ones you got my kids for yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. Um, he comes out and he's saying that I'm finally starting to put together the downfall of the UE. Yeah. The, his, um, what did he call it? What his, is his, his prophecy. His prophecy, yes. yes. To defeat Roderick Strong became true. Um, and then he was talking about he needs a worthy opponent to come out and then hit Damien Priest's music, which I thought it was going to happen in a reverse order. I thought Dijakovic was going to come out first. Mm-hmm. And then Priest was going to come out afterwards. But no, it was the other way around. Um, where Priest comes out, gets in his face and saying, I'm the one that should be in that. I should have that title. That's my title. I like to take things. And I'm going to take that from you. And Dijakovic comes out. And the best part was he called him a half-rate Marilyn Manson. Oh. And as soon as, as, as soon as Priest heard that, he snapped looking from Lee, snapped right at... Dijakovic and was in his face. Yeah. They could probably taste each other's breaths. Oh, God. God. And then Lee was like, I'm just going to let you two handle this. Rolls out of the ring and literally sec- like a second after, here comes a ref. And it, it was right to it. Yeah. Right to it. And the best way to describe this match, to anybody who hasn't watched it, this is a match you have to watch because if you like cruiserweight wrestling, this is cruiserweight wrestling with heavyweights. Yeah. Because these guys are flying around. Yeah. Flying over the top. Moonsault. Uh, through the ropes. Over the ropes. Dijakovic is one of the oh most athletic big men. It is It is crazy. In the world. It is crazy. And the nice thing is about this. See, I was wrong. I'll call myself out when I was wrong. I thought Dijakovic going after this title was going to be a, a, the heel face. It makes sense to have Priest come out first because he's the heel in this situation. Yep. Then the face comes out. This is going to be a face-face dynamic unless Dijakovic tries to win the title in some kind of inscrupulous way. Yeah. But you're going to have face Dijakovic versus face Lee because Dijakovic yep. goes over in this match. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love... I don't know if that was a number one contendership match. I love... I think it was, dude. Okay. I think it was. I love his... Uh, feast your eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot believe they brought back the GTS. Well, essentially, he, yeah, but he was doing that on the uh, indies. No, I know he was, but for the longest time, when Hideo, so when CM Punk left, yeah. they didn't allow anyone to do the go to sleep because that was Hideo Tommy's finisher. Yeah, Hideo Tommy did that in New Japan before he came over when he was Kenta, yeah. and then he became Hideo Tommy. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to do it because they didn't want anything associated with CM Punk and WWE. Yeah, and now recently, and then Hideo Tommy was allowed to do it, and then Hideo Tommy was allowed to do it, and then they bring. Dijakovic's is better. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Because it's reversed. It's torture rack yeah, it's a torture into, rack into a, a knee to the forehead. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's a great finish. And as we said, Dijakovic goes over, and that almost cert, uh, like stamps that that's going to be your North American Championship match at yeah. Portland. Yeah. Unless Roger Strong tries to weasel his way back in. We don't know. Which he could, but we've already seen that match. No, we have. So we have. We, we, no. Just give us Just Lee, give us the one-on-one. Lee Dijak five. Four? I don't know how many men. I don't I think care. It's five. Give us twelve. Give yeah. us thirteen. Yeah. I want best of seven, like they did with Sheamus and Cesaro. I'll watch it seventeen times. Yeah. This is probably the best segment of the night. Oh. Tommaso Ciampa um, is backstage, and he has some like lead pipe or something. Yep. And he says nothing is going to stop me from signing this contract, and Daddy's coming home. Yeah. And the best- Adam Cole has Goldie, and Daddy wants her. Wants it back. Yeah. 
and then, then they, cuts they, to commercial to commercial. And they come and, back, and the entire undisputed era is laid out. are laid out and coming from around a corner, from like around one of those trees that they have at full sail, is Champa with that lead pipe, and he comes out to the ring, completely unannounced because. Uh, Regal was meant to go to the ring to announce who's going to be the number one contender. He goes out. He pulls a table from underneath the ring, puts it into the ring, sets it up in the middle, takes yellow spray paint, and puts a giant yellow X. X marks the spot. Yeah, right on that table. Cole runs out and is yelling at Champa, saying pretty much like, I was going to come out and do this anyway. You know I was going to face you anyway. Why did you have to lay out my, my era? Why did you have to lay out my guys? And Regal comes out. He was like, Champa, you didn't have to do that. And like, you were going to be the one I picked anyway. Cole comes down to the uh, apron. And, and Champa gets bought right in the middle of the head. Busts him, bust him open. Which, I was talking about this to Matt. Skip ahead to the end of this. Uh, they have a fight and whatever. And Champa puts him through the table. Or... Yeah, Champa yeah, puts Champa Cole puts him, through the table, signs yeah, the contract, signs contract, puts it down. And then takes blood off of his head and smears, smears it on the contract. Yes. I was telling Matt this. I'm like, this is really good because they're bringing back the Psycho Killer character for Champa. And, because they were chanting Psycho Killer once he was busted open. Yeah. Um, and he says, well, it's kind of... Uh, he said it was kind of corny considering they're doing the same segment that they did just... A few days ago with the fiend, it, it, it's not. The it's same a segment. Completely, completely different different situation because the fiend was going to do that anyway. The fiend did it to himself. Yes, the fiend caused the blood on his own. Yeah, Champa was busted open, but Champa's character, the psycho killer, is so much different than the fiend. The fiend is a monster. The psycho killer is a psychopath. Yeah, so it's completely different characters, completely different segments. Yeah, and the segment's completely different too because Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was was being. Talked to by Bray Wyatt on yeah. Titan Tron, and then the Fiend attacked from behind. Yeah, that's not what Tommaso Ciampa did. Tommaso Ciampa went at Adam Cole. Yeah, he got busted open, put power bombed Cole through a table. You never see Ciampa do too many power bombs. No, power bombed him through a table that he put an X on to mark the spot. Yeah, signed his contract, and then realized, hey, I'm busted open. I'm going to use this. Put his hand up there, right signed it and blood. it, and just put the contract down. Yeah, like great segment. Yeah, great segment. Up next. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. Again, another BB plus tier matchup. Match. Good grudge match. Yeah. Um, I love that Knox used the, the brace. The brace, yeah. Hit her with the shiny And wizard. I thought her nose was going to get busted open. I know. Yeah. Hits I just the... hope this isn't the end. Yeah. I, if the match felt good, I feel like they've got a better match in them. Yeah, they do. I think they're going to have one more match. I think it's going to be the first match of TakeOver Portland. Okay. And I think it's going to be the best match of the night. Okay. Because they're going to give them a TakeOver level match. Okay. Because this one kind of just felt stuck in the middle. Like stuck in the middle, like kind of just thrown together. Yeah. Put them together in a 25-minute match. Oh, let them gonna go. Give them 25 minutes. not going to give them 25. They're going to give them... 15? Yeah. 18? 15, 18. Yeah. That's how long the match is going to be. Um, obviously, Candice Lurie gets involved because that's two of her best friends. And you get that friend dynamic and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and Kai tried to use the chair yeah. on Knox, and uh, Candice comes in, snatches the chair out of her hand. Yep, and then when the referee's distracted. And the referee's distracted, shiny, Knox hits her with the sh- with the brace. Hit the brace. Hits the Chinese wizard, wizard and one, two, pins three. her one, two, three. Yeah. Good match. Yes. Um, We need another one. Yeah, we do. We need another one, and we need it to be better. Uh, not that this one wasn't good. We just need a better match. Yeah. 
Caden Carter, Chelsea Green. This Chelsea it. Green character with Rob Stone is really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's getting it. Chelsea Green needs to talk more. Chelsea Green's great on the mic. I know she's great on the mic, but I don't mind what they're doing with her right now. They're making her this <sighs> this influencer. Correct. Yeah, because apparently her and Rob Stone were. Swan, uh, like swarmed by fans entering into the arena. Obviously, it was staged. Yeah, but like, she's like this big influencer, but can't get a W. Well, that's fine because she's the heel. Yeah, that's fine. And Caden Carter looked great in this match. Exactly. You're getting two phenomenal athletes in the ring together. They're both looking good, and you're getting the face over the heel. You can't really ask for much more when it comes to booking. Yeah, unless you're going to be pushing her to the moon. Don't let her get W's right now. Let her True. be a heel who may beat somebody who's slightly... Because they're pretty much on the same level. Let her beat somebody who's slightly below her who's a face. Yeah. And just go Let her there. beat like a Zia Lee. Yeah. Yeah. You're not giving Zia Lee any rubs. No, right now, no. If you were a rub, you would have done something a little bit more without the Royal Rumble. And you yeah. didn't, so... Yeah. Main event. Oh, man. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final. God. Riddle and Dunn, the Broserweights, versus GYV. I thought this match was going to go the other way. Because of stuff that happened because with Riddle. Because of back, backstage uh, drama and shenanigans with Riddle. But boy, was this a great match. Oh, man. This, is, this was a takeover level. Yeah, it was. That's why I said it should have been on Portland. No, it's fine being on this. It's more than fine being on this. See, I Again, this is how WWE uh, steals viewers from AEW. Because if you look at this main event versus AEW's main event, this is a million times more of a, a draw. draw. Because you and have Private Party and Darby Allen against uh, Inner Circle. Eh. You have the main event of the or the final of the Dusty Rose Tag classic. Team Classic with Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, two of your top guys in NXT, and then Grizzled Young Veterans, which is one of the best, if not the best, tag team in NXT UK. I, it, it's incredible because we kept knocking this tag team division, and we both knocked this tournament when certain teams were eliminated, i.e. the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. This tournament Grizzled ended... Young Veterans have been playing that Forgotten Sons role yep. from the UK side. Yep. And and they and, and they have done something with this tag team division, which has made it relevant. Yeah. And a thrown-together tag team won the whole thing, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, didn't... um? There's been a couple of times. Didn't Joe and um, Bala win it once? I believe so, yeah. So they've thrown tag teams together before and had them win these things to get. And then last, was it last year's that um, what's his face, uh, uh, just lost his belt, strong, strong turn on, uh, Pete Dunn. Was it last year or the year before? It, I think it was last year because Pete Dunn said he's been turned on before, and okay. this is only the second time Pete Dunn's been in the okay in the mat uh the thing. Okay, well, because all- he turn coded. And join the UE while uh, Fish was hurt. Yeah. Well, all I know is we don't even need to talk about this match. No. You just need to go out and watch it. Yeah. There is so much tandem offense in this match. Yeah. With all four guys being in the ring at the same time. Dude, there is a spot where Matt Riddle has one of the GYV guys on his back and he spears the other GYV guy while he's got Pete Dunn in a, in a submission hold. Yeah. It's incredible, this match. Yeah, and then they had, I think it was called the Broder End or something like that, where they hit a double bitter end. Yes. 
That I don't think that was the finish. I think the finish was it was an insiguri into a uh, ripcord knee. Yeah, that's what it was. Was the finish? I mean, you know, I don't even know what to call Matt Riddle's like tombstone, um, body oh, slam yeah. that he does because Dunn did it to the other. Like so yeah. much tandem offense. And they had, in this match. they almost had a a DIY versus revival thing where they had the double tap out. Yeah, and and then they had that exact same spot for the other side as well. Yeah, it again. This match had so so many false finishes. So many false finishes. So much tandem offense. So many excellent spots. I mean, again, when you get four guys, four guys in a match of their caliber, we say this over and over and over again when it comes to these great wrestling promotions. Whether whether it's AEW, whether it's NXT, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NJPW, ROH, Impact. It doesn't matter. When you have four phenomenal talents sitting in the ring at the same time, you can get great matches. You're going to make magic. The thing is, NXT has not missed on any of these cards in which they've put it. Go to the um, last takeover. Okay, You had DIY and Mustache Mountain, two tag teams who aren't necessarily together anymore, thrown back together, and what do you get? Arguably match of the night. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't my match of the night. But arguably, it was my match, match of the night. night. Okay, it was my match of the weekend. And then let's see. Um, let's take four more superstars like Angel Gaza and Travis Banks and um, Jordan Devlin, Jordan and Swerve Devlin Scott. and Swerve Scott. And let's just throw them together. And guess what you get? Pure magic. My four match and of the a half night. Star match. Okay, my match of the night. My match of the week. Actually, no, the Royal Rumble. The Men's Royal Rumble was my match of the weekend. Yeah, you told me about that. So, I mean, when you have the right pieces all thrown together, even AEW did it. Last week, yeah, we knocked the fact that um, Paige and Omega are now the tag team champions. That doesn't mean it wasn't yeah, a good Paige, match. Paige, Omega, and SCU. SCU, it's still a good match. Yeah. It's just the fact that if you're going to knock the E for doing one thing, Throw and then AEW goes, let's steal that idea, guys. Hey, hey, that was really good on Monday Night Raw. It doesn't yeah. work. So you you can't you you can't knock one side for doing it and not knock the other. Yeah. Sure, the other side has the best wrestler in the world, and yeah. Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's your joke. Yeah, that's my joke. Again, when you have the proper talent and you put it all together, just like this, just like this main event, I, I cannot wait to see who they go after. They're obviously going to go after the UE because of the bad blood between. Riddle, um, Riddle and the UE. And the UE. And obviously Dunn and, and Strong UE. and yeah. UE. So this is who they're going to go after because they're not going to send them after Gallus. No. But what this does is this obviously sets up getting the belts on Grizzle Young, Yeah. And also in U, in uh, UK, Grizzled Young Veterans have a legit argument over Imperium, over South Coast Subculture, South Coast Subculture and over uh, what was the last team from UK that was in it? Um, well, the last team is the team that's the champions, which is Gallus. And Gallus, yeah. They have legit reason to say, to hey, say, we should hey, be hey, we, uh, we made it to the final. We didn't win, but we still made it to the final. We made, we it, made further it further than, than you. you. We, made, we it made, it made it further than, than you. you. We made it further than you. We want those belts back. Yeah, exactly. And then they get they should get another title shot. Exactly. So it sets up really nicely. Yeah. Now, segueing into AEW, because we were talking about them. Yeah. Um, show opens with John Moxley. Pirate Moxley. Of course. Um, basically saying that I hate bullies. I have done some dirty things in my past. I have done some dirty deeds. I have, <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but I kind of just, no, made I know joke. that's awesome. Um, I have, 
I have sinned. I have done some bad things, but I hate bullies. And the inner circle are bullies. And at Revolution, I'm winning that belt. I'm taking that belt from Jericho. Don't and then do he gets it. then he gets uh, five on one attacked. Yeah. By the inner circle again, and not just five on one, but like nine on one, because you have the entire you have LAX and all of Ortiz's buddies. Yeah. Join in, um, and attack. Actually, Moxley was the one that attacked Ortiz, and then no, was it a Santana or Ortiz? One of them. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of them just swarmed. And then security and refs had to come down and break them apart and everything. And it just tells you Moxley has no friends in the back, though. No, he doesn't. No, he's because, a lone wolf. Yeah, he's what Baron Corbin was when he was in NXT. Yeah, so he's also Pac. Pac is a lone wolf as well. Yes, Pac doesn't have friends. Yeah, but Pac's the heel side of that. Yeah, versus the face where Moxley's yeah. a face. Yeah, but I feel like Moxley's hated enough by everyone because of how brutal he is. Oh, that yeah. they're not gonna. Yeah, Omega's not gonna him. come out and help him. No. They couldn't care which enough. Which means Paige isn't going to come out. Which means Rhodes isn't going to come out. Yeah. He's not in, in good ho- cahoots with the, the Elite nope. yet. Yeah, correct. I don't think he's going to join forces with the Elite. But well, I don't think he's going to join the Elite, but I think he might join forces and like help them out yeah. if they're ever facing the NXT. Eventually, circle. they'll have a common enemy, and that's how they'll work together. Yeah. Up next, with MJF on commentary, we had the Young Bucks versus Butcher and Blade, accompanied by Bunny. Really good match, and the Bucks went over. I know. They actually had the Bucks go over. about time to give them a win. Yeah, and what I like the most is MJF was getting mad on commentary as the Bucks were getting closer and closer to the victory because he was yelling. I think it was Blade that got pinned. He was yelling, kick out after the uh, the Melter driver and pinned him one, two, three. MJF and Hager come down and start attacking the... Uh, the uh, butcher uh, attacking the Bucks. Yeah, Omega runs down and attacks MJF. Or was it? It was Omega. Yeah, it wasn't Cody. Cody didn't come down yet. That's later in the yeah, because he can't touch him. Yeah, he can't. Um, and then Hager comes out, and then my boy Adam Page. <laughs> oh my god, comes out and looks at. I think it was Nick. It was like Nick, hold my beer. Like handing a half drank beer at him. He. <laughs> Nick takes it. He pulls himself back on the ropes. Does a flip and a crazy lariat. Yeah, short arm lariat. Oh, oh my god! Man. And flips uh, blade over. I know. What a very interesting very segment. Good, very interesting. Very good segment. You get a lot. We're of- showing that it's not. It's it's Omega versus the Inner Circle right now, and it's the Elite versus MJF's faction. I kind of. You're kind of seeing that. Yeah. You're kind of seeing that because those are the two factions that are butting heads right now. Are Cody and the Elite? And MJF and his faction. Okay. Because it's MJF, Hager, Butcher Blade, and Bunny. All right. But, no, not because H- Hager's part of not the Hager. circle. Not Hager. Hager's later. That's, um... Oh. That's at the end of the match. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow. Yes, that's what it is. Wardlow. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying. It, it does actually work very well yeah. because... Because MJF's going after Cody... Yeah. So obviously the elite have to be behind Cody. Behind Cody. Which right now it is a five on five faction, but you do have Bunny in there. Yeah. And she's not gonna get involved with any of the No, no, she's not gonna get so involved. So I think they could find another another probable male to join that faction. 
because if Brandy turns face, she could join the elite. Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, it makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. Because, uh, hey, if she cha- turns face, joins the elite, we could see a Bunny versus Brandy, Brandy match. That'd be a good match. Yeah, Allie versus Brandy. That'd be a really good match. Um, Your next segment was Nyla Rose versus Big Swole. Now, Big Swole uh, is very light. She's she's really liked by the AEW universe. Um, and it looked like she had a very good chance of winning. Um, just she got hit with a power bomb and got laid out. Yeah. Um, another another win for Nyla Rose. Yep. Um, adding her to the ranks of the women's division in AEW, chasing after the belt. Yeah, because that's the most Over important Rico. thing. See, that's the thing is that's the most important thing with um. With AEW is getting those wins. It doesn't matter who you get them over. It doesn't matter if it's a B or C tier yeah. character, uh, B or C tier talent. <coughs> yeah. As long as you're getting wins and you're notching your belt, you're gonna you're eventually gonna get to a title shot. I mean, yeah. look at some of the people who faced Jericho for the belt. Not people you traditionally would see going after the belt. Yeah, Darby Marco Allen, Stunt. Marco Stunt. I mean, um, what's his name from SCU? Oh, uh, uh, not why do I want to say G Lethal? It wasn't G Lethal. It was the. Uh, I can't remember. But the thing is, again, one of the members of SCU going after the belt. Yeah. This is one of these things where just because you're notching wins, you can eventually be placed into that yeah. into that title picture. Yeah. And that's what they're doing with Nyla Rose. Is they're giving her a chance to get wins to eventually put her in a title picture. Yeah. So. Next match oh, was my match of the night. Yeah. Cody versus Kip Sabian. Yeah. Even for some of the, just the uh, spots in this yeah. match. The best part, and as we've talked about how Matt Riddle is like the goofball of uh NXT of NXT Joey Janela is a is a diamond in the rough again yeah, I yeah, I'm yeah. using this I'm using this analogy again the part where um like uh, J- uh Penelope Ford mm-hmm. does a leg scissors onto Cody after yeah. the ref's distracted and then Kip Sabian does a dive over the top rope dive. Was it over the top or through the ropes? It was it was either over the top or through the ropes. Uh, into Cody. And then they go to kiss each they other. They go to kiss each other over the barricades and Janela just pops himself up and gets a kiss on the cheek from both of them. And then Sabian goes to swing at him, he backs up and just flips him the bird. Oh, and then Cody gets advantage over that. Yeah. Cody gets an advantage over that interruption and picks up the W. Yep. He hits the uh uh what's it called? Why am I blanking? Crossroads. Yes. And pins him. One, two, three. Yeah. Cody is so loved by this audience, like by the AEW crowd. The pop he got when he finally won a match. It's been a while since he's won. I know. And after the match he, he went out and signed autographs. He jumped over into the barricade and went out and celebrated with everybody. He's not just the owner of AEW. Not the owner, but like the, he's not the mastermind. The mastermind. Yeah, he's but more. He's he's loved. He's, he's a wrestler. He's the he's the heart and soul of, yeah. of that company. Yeah. You forget the fact like that Gargano the, is the heart and soul of, of NXT. NXT. Cody Rhodes is the heart and soul and of AEW. Best, and that's the best way you can describe it. Yeah. It's McMahon's money, but it's Gargano's heart. Yeah. That is NXT. It's the Khan's money, but it is Cody's heart. Cody's heart. And Cody's you, love for wrestling. Yes. And and that was all put on display at the very first pay-per-view when he faced Dustin. Yeah. And from that moment, the that crowd, has, in my opinion, that has been the best match in all elite wrestling to date. Yeah, if you put in emotion, yeah. and actual match work, and 
it, it was. It really was. Yeah. I mean, it made your top ten list last year. Yeah, so. it did. Um, one thing. Did you notice what they gave the title to Arn Anderson? No. He is the coach of the Nightmare Family. He is oh. the head coach of the Nightmare Family. That is quite interesting. He came out with an Andy Reid Denny's menu. <laughs> it was a scouting report. That's awesome. Of all the different wrestlers in AEW. I mean, he's one of the bright, is what they called it. He's one of the brightest minds in professional wrestling. Professional yeah. wrestling. I mean, there's a reason why WWE had him employed for as long as they did. Yeah. As a as a scout and as a um a manager. That's in the why back. it was a scouting report. Yeah. Because he's been scouting all his all of Cody's opponents to it's help him get W's. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's not going to be just Cody that he's going to come out with. He's going to come out with Dustin, too. Yeah. It'd be very smart to do that. Yeah. Yep. Up next, we had a Britt Baker interview. Britt Baker DMD. She was shooting on Con, not Con, uh, Shavoni. She was shooting on JR, calling him a half-right barbecue, uh, half-right barbecue salesman <laughs> who can't even get our division name right. Wow. And then said that uh, uh, Shavoni has early onset gingivitis, something like that. And like, uh, essentially, she called out the division. Yeah, and saying that great promo. I'm Dr. Britt Baker, and I will be your next women's champion great when promo. I defeat Riho. Great promo. Yeah. Put the belt on her. Yeah, I would say put the belt on her. Yeah, put the belt on her. The person we were thinking of is Scorpio Sky. Okay, that's when, what, that's right. That's who yeah he faced. when he faced Jericho because him versus hybrids or S- hybrid two. Yeah, uh, SCU versus hybrid two. Yeah, SCU came out. In LeBron, number 24 and 8 jerseys. You mean um, Kobe. That's what I meant. Kobe. Kobe. And the look on Scorpio Sky's face. Scorpio Sky was good friends with Kobe. Okay. And when they started, when uh, Kazarian was talking about him, you could see him visually getting upset. Yeah. And remembering Kobe. Yeah. Um, Quick match. Beat Hybrid 2 real, real quick. Mm -hmm. Um... After that, there was a backstage, not backstage promo, but like a uh, a Titantron video of yep. uh, Dark Order. Okay. Saying that they want um, SCU to join them. Because they're trying to like... They're get, still doing their recruitment thing. Yeah, they're trying to eat all these different tag teams and build the biggest conglomerate of people they yep. can. It, it's almost like Raven's Flock from back in the day. Basically. Yeah. Actually, very... Yeah. <laughs> Your next and main event was Private Party and Darby Allen. Throwing together tag team. Yep. Against Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. Good match. I mean, yeah. again, six guys that the, the the highlight of this match is Darby Allen. Of course. Yeah. Darby Allen's the highlight of any match he's in. Yeah. Even the match in which he faced Jericho one on one, he was still the highlight of that match. Darby Allen does some of the most insane things inside of a wrestling ring. His coffin drop is insane. He took a coffin drop onto, I think it was Santana or Ortiz. I can't remember which one. And they just kind of like caught him a little bit, but he took a brunt hit to the floor. Yeah, because he puts all of his weight into that and doesn't protect himself. Yeah, I mean, so. think think about the match he had with Pac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got power bombed onto the stairs. Yeah, he did. No care in the world no. whatsoever. No, Darby Allen is is just Darby Allen is the Jimmy Havoc of. Am I t- thinking of Jimmy Havoc? Yeah, I think it's Jimmy Havoc, is a uh, wrestler from uh, Progress, who is a hardcore wrestler. Yeah, and my God, the spots he takes, he no care in the world. Nope, no. If if Spike Dudley was a little bit bigger, that's that's Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Yeah. I mean, we compare um, Marco Stunt. Stunt 
to Spike Dudley, but Spike Dudley put himself in such precarious positions, and Darby Allen does it night in and night out. And he does it on purpose. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm trying to think of ECW talent real quick. Darby Allen's Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Darby, Darby Allen is Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. It, that, that's the best way for me to describe him. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, Inner Circle get the vi- get the victory. Yeah, they, yeah. Then after the match, they have all five of them come out and absolutely lay out Private Party. And then they did a spot with Darby Allen and his skateboard where they take his skateboard, put it under his throat, and slam him to the mat. Oh, Taking the skateboard right to the throat and essentially choking him out. Yeah. Um, and then Moxley runs down with his baseball bat and chases him all out of the ring. So Moxley stands on top. There's still a couple more weeks until Revolution. Does Moxley take that belt at Revolution? We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to our predictions. Yes. But that's a question we're going to pose to you guys. Yes. Do you think at this point, if Revolution was this weekend, would Moxley take the belt? Let us know in the comments section or on Facebook or Instagram. As as we said in the episode on Tuesday... I David now keys. has the keys to the kingdom, so he can do a lot more interacting with you guys. Uh, I do some interacting on Instagram and such like that, but Dave will do a lot more. Oh, yeah. We're about to have a really good February, guys. Yeah. So we're going to thank you all so much for coming out and listening. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned, follow us down on uh, in Instagram and all Facebook. social media. Um, obviously, follow the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, but I think that's basically it. We will see you again. We will, you will hear from us tomorrow yes. for Doinked. Um, and then again on Saturday for our SmackDown recap. Yep. Uh, but for now, this has been a Doink and Doink, or a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. That has I've been, been Dave. Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.